millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. Before we get started, I just want to tell you that on election night, I will be appearing with Lauren Chen and Lauren Southern live to cover the breakdown of everything on Odyssey. Check out the links. Join up. It's going to be amazing. Also, November 19th of this month, I will be in Texas doing debate con. So if you're in the Dallas, Fort Worth area, come out, get a ticket. It'll be a great time. So unsurprisingly to everybody who follows my channel and gets all their accurate information about everything from people like me, crime has become a main issue in the United States of America because crime spiked specifically homicides after the Black Lives Matter riot 30% year over year, the largest year over year increase in American history. And this is largely due to what was dubbed after the Ferguson riots, which were over the 100% justified shooting of one Michael Brown, the Ferguson effect. But really, this is the George Floyd effect because we've seen crime follow criminal justice reform put into place all due to an isolated incident out of the city of Minneapolis. And even though some places are not as bad as the 1990s, some cities in the United States of America are actually experiencing their worst levels of crimes ever. And that, of course, is cities like Philadelphia, Minneapolis, anywhere where they have these woke prosecutors combined with these woke mayors and their terrible criminal justice reform laws. So this has put the left on defense and chief among the defenders of bad criminal justice policy is one John Oliver, because you know who I want to hear talk about crime more than anybody? Some British dude that doesn't have to deal with any of the consequences of what he advocates for. So that's what we're going to go over today. We're going to break down, slice up, and tear down John Oliver's new segment on bail reform, which is a total defensive pivot for Democrats in order to save one of his cherished pieces of failed legislation. Now, before we get into that, this video is sponsored, so let me chuck it to the sponsor and bring it back over here and we'll discuss it on the other side. Are you aware that the aging process really starts to set in at age 25? You actually lose about 1% of your collagen per year, and if you want to test whether or not you're losing it, try pinching your skin. If it bounces back right away, then you're good, but if not, which is most likely, then you might be in need of a supplement, and luckily for you, I'm partnering today with liquidgoldajw.com. This amazing collagen powder has five different types of key collagens in order to to help you restore the youthful glow combined with turmeric which has also been shown to help aid in reversing the aging process and luckily for you you could try this amazing formula for 51% off at liquidgoldajw.com 60 day money back guarantee the midterm elections fast approaching tough on crime rhetoric has been a key feature of republican attack ads often highlighting one policy in particular bail reform do you feel safe 
Mandela Barnes would eliminate cash bail, setting accused criminals free into the community before trial. Lansman wants to end cash bail, putting dangerous criminals back on the street. Beasley supports ending cash bail, letting criminals out of jail. Using cashless bail and his own lawless policies, Bragg has put violent criminals back on our streets and has turned neighborhoods into danger zones. So one of the criticisms of this nearly 30-minute segment by John Oliver that he lays out over and over and over again is this idea that people on the right are using anecdotes and individual examples as a substitute for data. So, of course, John Oliver's segment is littered with anecdotes that are inaccurate as a substitute for data. But one of the more interesting things that I saw was that he liked to make fun of Tucker Carlson and Fox News for the way that they're covering crime because they're so biased pointing the finger at woke district attorneys and at bail reform, and he used quick edits and clips like this in order to sell that point. It's 2011. At least 19 states and dozens of local jurisdictions have adopted bail reform policies. But many places have recently begun rolling back those reforms because amid the recent spike in certain categories of crime, critics are pointing out bail reform as the major cause of it. Liberal lawmakers ended the bail for most offenses. They created a revolving door of criminality. It's almost impossible to get arrested and then put in jail unless you kill somebody. It is baffling to me that yeah. we have politicians that aren't supporting policies that are going to make things better. In fact, they're doing the opposite. We've got still supporting bail reform and defunding the police. There's a correlation between the bail reform and what's happening in our city. So John Oliver cuts all those news segments together and he plays them really quick so that way you come under the impression that they're just talking nonsense and it's not backed up by anything. However, what he doesn't actually talk about is that some of what was being mentioned wasn't really connected to bail reform at all. Sure, that's a problem. Sure, all those people have covered it. Sure, they're all against it. But one of the things specifically mentioned actually ties into one of the ads that was played earlier and that relates to Alvin Bragg and this statement about how unless you kill somebody, it's basically impossible for you to be held on charges in jail awaiting trial. Liberal lawmakers ended the bail for most offenses. They created a revolving door of criminality. It's almost impossible to get arrested and then put in jail unless you kill somebody. This is 100% true. Look at the memo from Alvin Bragg's district attorney's office, which this segment was in reference to, and what he thinks should happen in Manhattan in terms of charges. Manhattan's new DA, this is Alvin Bragg, the guy mentioned in those segments and mentioned in the those ads ordered his prosecutors to stop seeking prison sentences for hordes of criminals and to downgrade felony charges in cases including armed robbery, drug dealing, according to his progressive policies. In his first memo to his staff, Alvin Bragg said his office will not seek a carceral sentence except with homicides and a handful of other cases, including some domestic violence felonies, some sex crimes, and public corruption. This rule may be expected only in extreme Extraordinary circumstances based on a holistic analysis of the facts, criminal history, victims' input, specifically in terms of violence, and any other information available, the memo reads. It also tells assistant district attorneys that they now must keep in mind the impacts of incarceration, including whether it really does increase public safety, potential future barriers to conflicts involving housing and employment, the financial costs of prison, and the racial disparities of who gets time brag instructed. So when you have that segment on Fox News talking about how it's almost impossible to be held awaiting trial or even get 
sentence on serious charges unless you kill someone. That is not actually from bail reform. Bail reform allows way too many guaranteed automatic releases for violent repeat offenders, and it's a huge problem at the state level. But that's a specific reference to what Alvin Bragg is doing, said in his very first memo he was going to do in terms of not pursuing carceral solutions for anything other than homicides or those other kind of crimes in extraordinary circumstances. And one of the tricks that he does is that even if you should charge somebody with a bail-eligible crime, Bragg has his district attorneys lower the charges so that they will get a same-day automatic release, removing the judgment from the judges, and this has led to disastrous outcomes. So yes, we have a bail reform problem statewide in New York, but we also have woke district attorneys at the local level that are making things worse, and the numbers reflect how bad these district attorneys are performing because they're running ahead of the statewide crime surge. Again, after shootings doubled, which was, by the way, mentioned in that segment, they actually ended up reducing by 15%. Now, they are way too high in comparison to what was normal before bail reform, before these woke criminal justice policies, and the new woke criminal justice policies that were passed post-George Floyd. But they did dip slightly citywide because, obviously, there was some response to those shootings. However, in Manhattan, the borough that is covered by DA Alvin Bragg, by the guy who refuses to prosecute anyone for anything, they did not dip at all. They actually slightly increased. So yeah, John Oliver's assertion that they're just talking out of nowhere with no use of data is not backed up by the data. And even in the specific clips that he's referencing and trying to make fun of, they proved to be 100% accurate, which is why he had to cut them up and play them so fast. Because if you heard them in their entirety, if you heard the numbers being presented, you would clearly reject the nonsense that John Oliver is peddling. Now to the point where any crime mentioned on Fox News gets linked to bail reform, whether it is relevant or not. Even after Nancy Pelosi's husband was attacked with a hammer on Friday morning by someone who was not out on bail, they had a Republican congressman on to say this. So I actually tried to look up to Poppy's arrest history to figure out if he would have been held in jail if there was some kind of link to bail reform. And by the way, I did notice the fact that John Oliver was saying that DePoppy was not out on bail. Yeah, part of bail reform is that you don't charge anybody bail. That's the issue. But notice John Oliver likes to conflate that when he wants to dodge a point. But what I do find hilarious, and I pointed it out in my video, is that DePape was held without bond. He was not able to bail himself out. He was not released automatically after years under Chesa Budin of everyone and anyone being released from jail. So, John, you're dead wrong. This does have a connection to bail reform in that when you attack a Pelosi, somebody that's important, all of a sudden the harsh criminal justice system actually applies. Take this hearing in Dallas. We're going to bleep the person's last name here, but I'm going to show you her hearing in its entirety. Kenny, you're here on a state jail felony theft with previous convictions, bond of $5,000. That's it. That was the whole thing. Now, John Oliver also tries to poison the well because this video is very light on statistics because all of the numbers actually work against his hypothesis that releasing criminals same day automatically will cause no problems in our society. But I do want to take note of the fact that what that judge said in that very short bail hearing was due to a previous conviction. This person had a $5,000 bond set for them, meaning likely in Dallas, in Texas, under the law, if you have 
have a certain type of conviction and you are re-arrested post-conviction, there is probably a preset bail. And by the way, of course, my instincts were in fact correct. Under Texas state law, if you have a previous conviction, you have to be charged some form of bail. So this judge might have been incredibly quick and lenient with this person, given that they have to charge some form of bond based on a previous felony conviction. This is obviously a law meant to address repeat offenders, but John Oliver glosses over it as if the judge was incredibly callous. Also, $5,000 is not that much in terms of a bond. You might think, oh no, it would be really difficult for me to come up with $5,000. But remember, to a bail bondsman, you only have to put between 10 and 12%. Now, you don't get that money back, but again, likely this person is a repeat offender, thus they triggered the $5,000 bond. Now, he plays another one where a judge gets angry and he raises the bond on some lady to $2,000. Not a very nice case. There's probable cause. Bond is $1,000. Are you requesting a court-appointed lawyer? I guess, sir. Give me a yes or a no. Yeah. Give me a yes or a no. Yeah. I asked a question that calls for a yes or a no. I don't expect anything but a yes or a no. Not a mm-hmm, maybe I, so, or a yeah, or anything I say, else. Yeah. Or something, I heard what you said, your bond just went up to $2,000. But again, take note of the fact that John Oliver criticizes you bringing up actual bail-connected cases that result in violent crimes and violent victimizations, even though we had multiple warnings, and now he's presenting isolated examples almost a third of the way into this video. Take Marvin Mayfield. He was arrested for a burglary that he insists he didn't commit, and he got stuck in Rikers for nearly a year. Before you went in, you, you had started a job, mm-hmm. you had, had secured a, in a, a place, mm-hmm. had a car. Right. What happened to all of them? All of those things, my job, my car, and my place, were all gone after 11 months. I couldn't hold on to it. It's true. He was in there for 11 months. And obviously, no job is cool with you just not showing up for 11 months, unless, of course, you're this lazy bitch. <laughs> and, and all of this is before you get to the fact that holding someone pre-trial can give a prosecutor a huge amount of leverage in obtaining a guilty plea. Again, Marvin Mayfield maintains he was innocent, but he pled guilty anyway. Now, there's a couple of things that you should know about Marvin Mayfield's case. First and foremost, according to some sources, he was not held on charges of burglary that he didn't commit. He wasn't held on charges of burglary at all. According to some reports, which, by the way, are advocating for him, Mayfield was held on drug possession. Now, you might say 11 months is a really long period of time for somebody to be held on drug possession. I thought New York decriminalized drug possession so that this kind of thing wouldn't happen, and you'd be 100% right. This happened 21 years ago in the year 2001. Why can't you find a better example than something 21 years ago? And why can't you get this accurate? Now, in some reports, they do say it's a burglary. In some reports, they do say it's a drug possession. But the confusion has me confused because one of the claims about the drug possession is that they withheld test results from a lab that would have exonerated him. So was he framed for drug possession or was it a burglary or did he commit either or both of these crimes? I don't quite understand maybe John Oliver is shifting it to a burglary because a burglary is less easy to prove. Therefore, you can draw attention away from it. But regardless, this is another isolated example from 20 years ago. And Marvin Mayfield is an activist in this realm, even though if he was arrested on drug possession, this problem has already resolved 21 years later without the assistance of bail reform. You don't get arrested for possession in the city of New York like you used to in the year 2001. If I'd been held in Rikers for 11 months with no trial and no end in sight, I confess to anything 
if it meant going home. Now, this is a point that I actually agree with John Oliver on because I am of the belief that you actually don't have a right to not be held pre-trial. Bail is actually a reform where you put some kind of collateral in place of yourself to ensure that you return to court, and it's something that we use for violent repeat offenders that are likely to re-offend again. However, we do need reform on the speedy trial side because you shouldn't be waiting and languishing without cause awaiting your trial. If they had probable cause to arrest you, they should be able to put together a case in a timely manner so that you can't just have the jail sentence or the imposed jail sentence pre-trial weighed against you, pressuring you to plead guilty. So, in that regard, I actually do agree. However, the idea that we would make the changes on the bail side is absurd. We need the changes on the speedy trial side. You can understand why so many jurisdictions passed some form of bail reform over the last few years, and notably, in some places, it was done with bipartisan support. In 2014, New Jersey passed a bill that has since cut the number of people in its jails by half, and it was championed by a surprising figure. No longer must you stay in jail for minor offenses longer than you would have if you'd actually be convicted of the crime which you're accused of committing just because your family doesn't have $500 to post bail. Now, this is something that's really important that a lot of people should take note of because one of the things that we need to realize is not all bail reform laws are created equal. In the state of New York, which has the absolute worst bail reform law, you cannot use any judgment in order to keep somebody in jail. In the state of New Jersey, they actually have an algorithm that helps predict your ability to reoffend or your likelihood to reoffend, and then a judge makes a decision based on a score that you've gotten from that algorithm and this factors in your previous arrest history and all these other factors so they actually have created a more efficient system that allows more data and more judgment to be incorporated and what's funny about john oliver presenting this as an example is that john oliver calls this racist because black people get arrested more therefore they're likely rated to reoffend more because they also reoffend more yet in many places the backlash to these reforms has been swift and ugly and it always takes the same form you saw earlier. Fear-mongering about how reforming cash bail means that violent criminals are going to be wantonly set loose on the streets to re-offend. But every part of that is much more complicated than it sounds. Let's be clear. Not all reforms to the bail system will result in violent criminals being released. However, district attorneys undercharging people purposely because they're career public defenders, state-level bail legislation like what is passed in New York definitely does lead to that. If you want to create a system where we have more data and more judgment and more data being presented to judges so that they can make better judgments, then that's great. That's fantastic. I'm on board for it. However, if you're just going to name a bunch of charges that you could never be held for, like the state of New York, remove all power from the judges in those cases, and then have woke prosecutors that are also downgrading so they end up in that category, you're going to end up with disastrous results. And that's what we see time and time again across the country. Now, John Oliver, by the way, put up this map of states that passed some kind of bail reform, and he only highlighted New Jersey because they're one of the few ones that uses a sophisticated data model to enhance judgment, not remove it. But this map is actually incredibly deceiving. We've gone over the left-wing prosecutors in this nation that exist in states that don't pass bail legislation and their impacts enforcing these from the district attorney's office without legislative backing. Harris County, which covers Houston, has one of these leftist district attorneys. Guess what? Record homicides or approaching record homicides in Harris County. Philadelphia in particular has Krasner. Record homicides in Philadelphia. Missouri has these district attorneys all over the place and 
And we've seen crazy increases in crime in the state of Missouri in places like St. Louis. And I know I talk a lot about New York State's bail reform law because that's a state-level issue that has caused crime to rise in almost every county in the state. But for the most part, in most of the country, criminal justice policy, like your police department, is down to the local municipalities. So if you put somebody in the district attorney's office that refuses to do their damn job, you cannot be surprised when you start seeing record spikes in crime. And when you combo any of these factors, a left-wing trash mayor who appoints a crappy police chief, a left-wing district attorney who refuses to do their job, or statewide legislation, you're going to get a trifecta of horrible. And that's one of the things that we see, minus the state legislation, in cities like New Orleans that leapfrogged four other cities to become the murder capital of the country. They cut their police force by about 25% in terms of personnel. They froze the budget and then slashed it 10%. And you have a crappy mayor and you have a crappy district attorney. And then they jump over Baltimore, over St. Louis, over Detroit to the top spot in terms of homicides. And yes, it is a dramatic increase, even though New Orleans had a ton of problems before. For starters, a huge amount of people in jail are stuck there on simple misdemeanors or nonviolent charges. And even when it comes to violent felony charges, those happen on a very broad spectrum from murder to simply being involved in a fight. And importantly, being charged with something does not necessarily mean that you are guilty of it. Again, as I addressed earlier on in this video, obviously being charged does not mean you've been convicted. Although we have a lot of cases where there's CCTV cameras that show the person did in fact do and they're released same day automatically. Also, John Oliver saying, oh, look, it goes from murder to getting into a fight. Well, some of these fights that John Oliver is describing are violent sucker punches, gang assaults, etc. And we've seen people get released on that. On top of that, like I said before, the reason you have a right to a speedy trial in the United States Constitution is because the presumption, as it dates back to English common law, was that you would be held awaiting trial. This is why they didn't say you can't be held awaiting trial. They said you had the right to a speedy trial because the presumption always was you were going to be held. So bail, allowing you to throw some collateral in your place, is a reform because the system has dragged on. So that's why it exists. So you put something in your place of you so you can go on about your life as you await trial. This is why I say time and time again, unless the defendant waives their right to a speedy trial or the prosecution has cause for delay, we need to do reform to make sure trials happen quicker because we have to guarantee the right to a speedy trial, not the right to not be held pre-trial. And Illinois' bail conversations only gotten more heated now that a statewide law eliminating the use of cash bail is set to take effect in January. Republicans have called it the purge law and have attacked it in some pretty gross ways, including these unusual mailers to voters. The papers, they've been delivered under different names. This one, the Chicago City Wire. They all claim to have real data and real news, but it's also a campaign message, not a real newspaper. There are two pages of photos of men, mostly black and Latino, who, according to the paper, will be released on bond into Page County. The controversial newspaper-like mailings are from Republican strategist Dan Proft, who runs the People Who Play by the Rules PAC. So let's be clear. The Illinois law is very much modeled after the New York law, and it will lead to an insane spike in crime. And we've already seen the effects of that because in Cook County, which is the county that covers Chicago, Kimberly Fox is the district attorney, and she refuses to prosecute anybody. You might remember her famously for cutting a sweetheart deal for Jussie Smollett, but she's also instituted a bunch 
bunch of policies in conjunction with the mayor that basically prevent the police from doing their job. Included in those policies are the fact that police can't go into foot chases or vehicle chases without authorization from a supervisor. And there was a specific case that was highlighted in the news recently where an army veteran faced an armed robbery. He somehow got away. The police saw them in the car. They requested permission to pursue. That permission wasn't granted and the armed robbers committed three more robberies that same day before they were eventually caught later. So people could have died based on the woke criminal justice policies that already exist and are already driving up crime in the state of Illinois, specifically in certain cities like Chicago. And now they're going to pass a statewide thing. But John Oliver has a solution to all these facts, which is to just declare them racist based on the fact that they have accurate pictures of who's in prison. There are two pages of photos of men, mostly black and Latino, who, according to the paper, will be released on bond in DuPage County. The controversial newspaper-like mailings are from Republican strategist Dan Proft, who runs the People Who Play By The Rules PAC. Wow. First, that is strikingly racist. So first of all, it is not racist at all, John Oliver, to point out who's committing the crimes, therefore who is going to be released, and as you could tell, those are mugshots. So the fact that it's disproportionately blacks or Latinos does not mean that the system is racist, it means that they're disproportionately committing those crimes. And if you don't believe that, may I greet you with any crime statistics ever produced ever. Now, that being said, we actually have a law that's been on the books since 2021 that is only going to kick in in 2023, January 1st, to examine. So it's not like this is much in dispute what this law actually says and what this law actually does. It's a part of the 2001 Safe T Act that was passed at 5 in the morning so nobody could notice. And of course, it has a bunch of language in it about racial equity and justice for George Floyd. So you know it's a crappy piece of legislation. Now, what you end up getting from this Illinois law is like in New York, you have a bunch of offenses that are completely off the table for any discretion, and the person is going to be released automatically from jail despite their criminal history. So already... Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. 
Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Fighterflare.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare flashlight. The Fighter Flare flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting modes, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Flare.com. That's a disaster. But what you also have, in case you do want to hold someone, is a burdensome set of requirements for the prosecution to overcome in order to hold somebody, and they have to continually meet those requirements, including providing such a standard of proof that is likely not available pre-trial in the immediate aftermath of an arrest. So you have 72 hours in order to file a petition with actionable evidence that must be presented, and there has to be defense counsel present to counteract it in order to hold somebody on serious violent charges and if that evidence isn't together if all the t's and all the i's aren't crossed and dotted then you're going to end up in a situation where the default is to release somebody and by the way there are people who are in favor of bail reform that are against this specific thing due to the fact that it is clearly set up and staged in such a way to let violent criminals out in fact a lot of these suggestions were given to us by a public defender that was appointed as one of the heads of the pretrial task force. So one of the things I find hilarious is that you require by law representation pretrial, and this was a rule largely come up with by a public defender lifetime. So he's basically passing a law in order to guarantee him more work. So you have to produce levels of evidence that are just not preparable at the time of arrest in order to hold somebody pretrial. And if not, yes, murderers and other violent offenders are likely going going to get out due to this. Now, to give you an idea of how nefarious this actually is, the petition actually requires support from the arresting officer and the prosecutor in order to go forward. On top of that, you have 48 hours for serious felony cases and for the so-called lesser offenses, which do in fact include felonies that are violent felonies, 
The 24-hour timetable makes no exception for holidays or weekends. So, if you're one of these Chicagoans who happens to enjoy committing violent crime on a holiday weekend, guess what? They're not going to be able to hold you at all because the court is just not in session Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. And by the way, many states' attorneys who said that they are not against bail reform or getting rid of cash bail in principle have asked why they didn't emulate the New Jersey system, which gives greater discretionary authority to judges to impose pre-trial detention and doesn't limit the number of offenses that are detainable the new jersey system allows judges to detain on any criminal offense which would include misdemeanors and we believe that judges are the best options to decide who gets detained or not and while the illinois law doesn't create categories of offenses that are non-detainable on its own under every single circumstance, it does, as written, create circumstances in which a judge would have no statutory authority to detain a defendant that doesn't have a prior record or present a risk of fleeing prosecution. And according to a Loyola University study, a judge would not be able to detain the defendant in 56% of arrests that occurred statewide. So essentially what this piece of legislation does is make it nearly impossible to detain anybody on almost any charge, as long as they don't have a criminal history, and even if you want to detain them, it requires an adversarial process to be prepared well in advance of when a prosecutor can typically have that level of evidence, then it has to be an ongoing paperwork thing. So essentially, it's going to have the chilling effect of barring people from being able to be detained. And again, according to that Loyola University study, 56% of defendants are going to get out scot-free no matter what automatically under this Illinois law. AKA, this is a complete and total disaster. And John Oliver is just lying when he says that murder suspects aren't going to walk free on this because it says it right there in the law. This state's bail reform law took effect on New Year's Day of 2020. And just eight days later, long before there was any data on its impacts, state legislators were out there trying to get it repealed. I think people are getting scared. I think people are feeling unsafe and more unsafe as each day goes by. We're going to hammer this. I want to be clear. We're going to hammer this every single day. So what John Oliver is doing right there is claiming that it's way too soon for this guy eight days into bail reform to be criticizing it, even though he's clearly and obviously predicting the negative outcomes of bail reform. And John Oliver is going to try to present some misleading statistics to prove that he's wrong. But in reality, the numbers are not on John's side and he's 100% right. And it was proven out. Therefore, his prediction is more valuable than John's. And by the way, notice that John just made a prediction related to 2023's implementation of Illinois law so i could criticize him i guess for going after a law or going after people going after the law two months before it's implemented because if you can't predict eight days after how can you predict two months before violent crime did rise in new york in 2020 just like it did everywhere else in america both in places that passed bail reform and in places that didn't and yet the nypd relentlessly labeled bail reform the cause It's then Commissioner Dermot Shea repeatedly took to the press to label it a major reason for increases in crime and gun violence. But when the New York Post checked those claims using the NYPD's own data, they found that in the first six months of 2020, out of 528 shooting incidents, exactly one had been committed by someone released under bail reform. So what John Oliver just did is the perfect example of how to lie with statistics. So he says that this guy was blaming shootings on bail reform. And I looked at the first six months 
of shootings in the city of New York and found that only one of those shootings was committed by somebody who was released due to the new bail reform law. Therefore, therefore, he's a liar. He's a no good idiot. Wow. The statistics just don't bear out what he's saying. But the thing is, bail reform has been in effect since January 1st, 2020. At the time of you recording this video, we are in November of 2022. So why did John Oliver stop at the first six months? Why did he pause it there and not go on? Why didn't he mention that post the George Floyd riots, the state of New York actually passed seven additional criminal justice reforms that led to a near doubling in shootings, and you could date that doubling back to the George Floyd riots. So the first six months, remember George Floyd died in late May, is well before these new reforms took effect that caused a bunch of the problems. So John Oliver, what you're doing is cherry picking. And guess what? I have the actual numbers that go up to the current time so you could see how bad the problem actually is. I just want to first point out the crazy numbers, which of course is the New York Post has actually documented 10 individuals who have been rearrested 500 times between them since the introduction in bail reform. And each and every one of these people, based on their previous criminal history, would have been held. And they, on their own, are responsible for 500 arrests, and a lot of them are violent. This is because a huge portion of our criminal population or a huge portion of our crimes come from a small portion of our criminal population. But those are just isolated incidents. Those are just 10 guys responsible for 500 crimes, including thefts and violent crimes. Let's go into the numbers. Suspects arrested for shoplifting last year, which I'm told is definitely not a serious crime. They're just Aladdin trying to steal bread for their family, actually went on to commit more serious violent crimes at alarming rates. 21.6% of of the people arrested for shoplifting and got a same-day automatic release under the new bail reform law went on to be re-arrested for felonies in one to two months after they were released. 23.7% of last year's burglary suspects were re-arrested within 60 days, which is down from 2020, which was 27.6, but pre-bail reform law, pre-woke criminal justice movement, that was 7.7%. So we're about 20% up on burglars who are getting automatically released without bail being rearrested. Recidivism for those charged with grand larceny, by the way, also gets you a guaranteed same-day automatic release, jumped to 19.7%, which was 6.5% just a few years before. Auto thieves' rearrest rates doubled from 10.3% in 2017 to 21% last year, which is down a bit from 27% in 2020, which was a very high crime spike year. I mean, just think about what the Queens District Attorney had to say related to bail reform. After January 1st kicked in, which, by the way, was enforced retroactively, 2,000 violent repeat offenders that would have been held normally were released out onto the streets. Within a couple of months, crime rates doubled in the city of New York in certain categories. This is the first time that has ever happened in the last 30 years. When you understand that about half the crimes are committed by the same 2% of the criminal population, the serial offenders, this is not surprising to you. And the New York Post and other agencies have breakdowns of how many times they're seeing arrest after arrest. This is one of the reasons why, despite the fact that the NYPD, in a lot of cases, is putting in the work and increasing the number of arrests, because these people are getting out same day without seeing the inside of a jail cell 
crime is still going up. So needless to say, there's a reason why John Oliver has to hyper-focus on just shootings within the first six months of bail reform being implemented, because if he broadened it out to any other crime, if he talked about re-offenders and recidivism rates, he'd have no case to make, and we'd all know it. It's hard to overcome the emotional impact of the claim that bail reform harms public safety. And I'm not saying that you can't find isolated instances of individuals who have been re-arrested for new crimes while out awaiting trial. You can do that. And anytime someone is a victim of a crime, that is terrible. Now, right here, John Oliver's like, listen, you could find instances of people being rearrested for new crimes when they're out on bail. Again, we're not talking about people being out on bail. When we're talking about the state of New York, we're talking about an automatic release without bail. Therefore, it's much worse than if they were out on bail, because at least you could argue that maybe the judge should have had the bail higher or held them pre-trial based on judgment. That's not the issue at hand. So John Oliver likes to conflate this, distract from this, deflect from the issue in New York, which is same day guaranteed automatic release. And yes, we have incident after incident of people getting killed in this city or seriously injured or sexually assaulted due to the fact that we keep redumping these people out on the streets. We had a mother who finally worked up the courage to stand up to her man, charged him with domestic violence. The police arrested him. They put charges. They helped them get a restraining order against this man. And guess what? That was not covered under the bail reform law. And when John Oliver talks about tweaks that were made due to us panicking, this was actually one of those tweaks that I agree with because that man was released the very next day and the woman was so horrified she bought a bulletproof vest, but that didn't save her because when he showed up to her home with a gun, she was shot execution style by that very same man in front of her children. I just did a story on this channel about a crime that was featured in a Lee Zeldin ad that involved the murder and torture of a 93-year-old woman, a crime so heinous that it is the only murder in the modern history of the city of Syracuse that was charged with a torture enhancement, meaning this was quite literally the worst homicide in the modern history of Syracuse, and we find out that this woman was arrested about 10 times, and multiple of those arrests were violent felonies, including stabbing somebody in the head, including fighting somebody, including a robbery a week before in the same apartment complex of an elderly woman that involved her biting this elderly woman in order to rob $38 from her. This woman had an ongoing repeat offender. She wasn't showing up to court, so we didn't even detain her based on the fact that she wasn't showing up to court because that's not covered under the bail law. And guess what? She came out and tortured a 93-year-old woman to death, stabbed her shallow so that she could feel the pain, shoved stuff in her nostrils and down her throat before asphyxiating her. That's who we released time and time again. So John Oliver can call it an isolated incident but guess what murder was up in the city of new york from around 300 murders to around 450 that is a 50 percent increase year over year that is horrific murder is up nationwide the largest increase in american history post the george floyd riots 30 percent increase and this is due to the fact that whether you have a bail reform law or not you might have a woke district attorney you might have other reform-minded legislation that doesn't center around bail you might have other issues like releasing people because of the virus that let these criminals out on the streets only to reoffend over and over and over again. You might have demoralized your police force, shutting down recruitment, cut their funding. All of these things have led to spikes in different local municipalities, which has led to a nationwide crime spike. And yes, we're taking note of it and we're going to fight back against it. But if public safety is genuinely your priority, cash bail has never fundamentally been about that. 
For all the ads currently claiming that people charged with violent crimes are now walking the streets, they always were as long as they had enough money to make bail. Under too many places current systems, a person facing a marijuana misdemeanor who doesn't have $2,000 is going to get stuck inside a jail. But a serial sex offender who makes, I don't know, hypothetically, a million dollars a week in finding Neverland receipts gets to stay at home. So John Oliver right there thinks he made a brilliant point about how, oh, in a cash bail system, you just pay your way to get out. So if you're wealthy enough and you're a violent criminal, therefore, this isn't going to make anybody safer at all. However, the example that he gave is absolutely ridiculous. Harvey Weinstein, the reason why... You you would want to set a bail for him is because he's not a significant risk to repeat offend once he gets out. Remember, he was accused of trying to sleep with actresses or trying to coerce them into encounters due to him having the power to get them movie roles because he was a mega producer in Hollywood. So you're putting the bond on him to make sure he comes back to court because he's not that big of a threat to be an ongoing offender while he's out. He's a much bigger threat to flee. So that's actually an instant where bail is working perfectly. Now, you have a homeless person in the city of New York who was arrested 25 times, guaranteed automatic release because we don't want to criminalize poverty, who raped a random woman on the streets of New York. This is the kind of person that you definitely want to hold in jail, and if you would have put any amount of money because he was a homeless person, he likely would have been held and never been able to commit 24 of the 25 crimes. If they would have got it right the first time, then this problem would have been solved. But instead, he got 25 chances and it resulted in the rape of a jogger so yeah john your example is absolutely terrible and it also ignores the key point which is the removal of judgment from judges which is the primary issue at hand when it comes to new york state's bail reform law the fact of the matter is judges cannot hold you for certain charges then you have district attorneys like bragg who are lowering charges to make sure the judge cannot hold you and this is leading to same day guaranteed automatic release for violent repeat offenders so if you want to talk about the bail system and not having a cash element of it then do something like they have in new jersey where they have more judgment not less judgment they have more data not less data not this removal of judgment and these categories of crimes that result in a guaranteed same day automatic release and look at the overall figures of whether bail reform has any statistically significant link to crime the answer so far has been pretty conclusively no One analysis looked at studies in seven different jurisdictions, and none of them found that bail reforms lead to a meaningful increase in crime. So John Oliver thinks that he just dropped the hammer right on there. He put up a Harvard analysis of seven different studies as they relate to no cash bail, and guess what? All of a sudden, we have the data that shows no statistically significant increase in crime, no relation. Why even bring it up? You've been debunked. They have the study, and the study proves you wrong. Well, here's the thing. I'm one of those people who does a crazy thing when I see a study presented, a little excerpt, and I actually click on the link. And what I discovered when I clicked on this link is that the only period of time under New York State bail reform law reference in the study was for three months, from January 1st to March. That's it. That's all they have in terms of the bail law. That's not really a good gauge of whether or not New York State's bail law is there. However, there is reference to a bunch of different programs in the state of New York and in the city of New York that are pre the ending of cash bail. And guess what those are? Those are very detailed supervised release programs that involve the increase of discretion in those case study examples. So they review programs under the city of New York where they have a bunch 
bunch of people analyze certain candidates for pretrial release that may or may not have been held, and then those are passed through a review board, and those people are released, and they're studied by the people conducting this experiment. So, in those test cases, which highly require discretion, there is no statistically significant increase in crime. Now, the program that they studied, by the way, was New York City's supervised release program, where people were released on their own recognizance after, again, a bunch of screening and a bunch of testing. And another thing that you need to understand about the reoffending is that a lot more people who would have been released on their own recognizance, aka with no follow-ups, were put on supervised release. Thus, they had more conditions than they would have already had if they were released regularly. So, to break it down in simple terms, is what John Oliver just did was say that some of the people who would have reoffended if they were released on their own recognizance were given extra conditions on their release, aka supervised release, and that extra condition, extra scrutiny, actually resulted in a decrease of rearrest rates. Meaning that part of the study that John Oliver is citing for people to be released automatically without conditions actually says, you know what, we're a lot safer when we put more conditions on those people. So part of his study, at least as it pertains to this New York City portion of it, guess John Oliver didn't read it, says that stricter criminal justice actually led to lower recidivism rates rather than softer criminal justice. On how exactly to make those determinations. But one place that some experts point to as a model is New Jersey, whose system now looks like this. Judge Sybil Elias is weighing whether to free or detain a man who appears in the county jail by closed circuit. Notice there is no mention of money for bail because the new system eliminates that. Instead, it uses information such as convictions, not arrest, not socioeconomic factors, punched into a computer. The trial court administrator will give each defendant a score of one to six for risk of reoffending and risk of skipping court. Even if a defendant has a high score, prosecutors must ask for a detention hearing within three to five days and must present clear and convincing evidence to detain someone. So John Oliver points to New Jersey's system as a good system, a good model for the United States of America, and then, of course, he's going to call it racist because it's actually effective in that it uses data and and John Oliver is uncomfortable by the crime data. Yeah, and that seems pretty good, right? Although I will say it is by no means perfect. And it's worth noting computer algorithms are not immune to bias themselves. One such system in Broward County, Florida, was particularly likely to falsely flag black defendants as future criminals, wrongly labeling them at almost twice the rate as white defendants. It was basically a racist computer. So I don't know the particulars of the Broward County list of repeat offenders or whatever, but I know that I've seen crime statistics, and every crime statistic ever would tell me that somebody who's a black defendant is probably well more than twice as likely to reoffend than a white defendant. So again, that disparity does not equal discrimination. Look at the crime rates the black crime rate is much higher than the white crime rate much more than twice as high so that database likely wasn't racist but here you have john oliver saying oh we should try the new jersey model then undercutting the thing that actually makes the new jersey model distinct from these other woke models and actually work we were going to include a clip of khalif browder now if you're not familiar with his story at 16 he was wrongly arrested for stealing a backpack now this was the clip that we were going to use of him the guy comes out of nowhere says, I robbed him. And the next thing you know, they put the customer. I don't even know this dude. Browder's family couldn't make the $10,000 bail on the robbery charges. Months turned into years. He tried to commit suicide several times. In June, he was suddenly freed with no explanation. Now, we pulled that clip out of the show just before taping 
when we found out that he killed himself the night before. Now, the reason I wanted to include this is because Khalif Browder is often a story tossed around as an excuse for bail reform. But the thing is, Khalif Browder was not held on bail, and the bail wasn't $5,000 or $10,000. From my research, I found out that it was $3,000. And the family, by the way, had the money to pay the bail. What was wrong with Khalif Browder, and by the way, he was arrested with a friend who was able to be bailed out, was that he violated his probation for another crime. On top of that, he was not arrested for just stealing a backpack. It was what was in the backpack, which was a lot of cash and a lot of camera equipment. On top of that, the Khalif Browder case wasn't dropped out of nowhere. The prosecution took way too long to actually try the case, so the person that was allegedly the victim in this case had already gone back to Mexico and was not available to testify in the Browder case. So likely, the prosecution probably could have convicted him because the guy who got his camera equipment and his money stolen from a accused Khalif Browder and was willing to testify against him, but the prosecution took much too long. So if you want to say Khalif Browder's case is a tragic case, I definitely agree with it. I don't think you should hold the minor that long pre-trial, and we can all get on board on that. However, if you want to blame bail, you're just wrong because he was not held on bail. In fact, he was denied bail due to a violation of his probation because he was a repeat offender. What happened to him ultimately was in fact tragic, and again, I would give more grace to people underage rather than overage, especially when it's a larceny. But to pretend that he just stole a backpack is a lie. To pretend that his case involves bail is also a lie. His family could afford to pay it. They put up the money for him and he was denied bail due to a probation violation because he was a repeat offender. That's what happened in the Browder case. But as usual, this case is told as a lie by John Oliver in order to forward his agenda, which is all bolstered by lie after lie after lie. The fact is, these crime deniers, which John Oliver is, are the problem in our society. These people who believe that we should be soft on crime, that we should coddle the criminal rather than defend the victims, are the people causing the dramatic crime increase in our society. We need to back politicians that fight back against them. If you have one of those woke district attorneys, you can find them, by the way, on Real Justice Pack. This is the pack that endorses them. Get rid of them. Vote them out of office. Do what you have to do. And for the love of God, if you live in the state of New York, Go out and vote for Lee Zeldin. And Kathy Hochul is full crime denial. She says it's a conspiracy theory. She doesn't want to put anyone in jail. If she wins, she'll double down on her insanity. We have to fight back. And what would be a more powerful message than taking a gubernatorial race in a solid blue state like New York with the legend of Zeldin? The legend of Zeldin is real. Go out and vote for him. Link in the description to find your early voting site. But please, for the love of God, back Zeldin and back Henry for a because Letitia James also has to go. Anyway, those are just my thoughts. Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. If you like this video, show them by leaving a like. Subscribe for more content. Follow me on all my social media. Support me via the support links in the description box of this video. This has been me, Destroying John Oliver. Till next time. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a brand 
breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.